Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links, including the email, will also be in the description. So we will jump right in because, I mean, I said this a number of times before, I think on a couple of podcasts, just like a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, also during our prediction, gaming prediction thing, I believe I said this as well. But look, it's been announced officially from Sony, God of War 2 has been delayed. It was initially set to be coming out in 2021, although we were most of us kind of had a feeling that I don't think it's going to come out in 2021, you know, like it, it gave that impression because we didn't really see too much of that game. And I think this is coming off the heels of the Horizon Forbidden West gameplay, which did not have a release date. So a lot of it kind of led to a lot of speculation when it comes to that game as well, because it sees that Sony isn't clear or isn't sure whether or not that game will also be done in time. Um, Guerrilla Games have said that, yep, they are on track. But of course, that does not mean that, you know, everything will run smoothly from now until the release date or the planned release date. But from what it seems, it seems like if everything goes smoothly, Horizon Forbidden West should come out sometimes in, sometime in fall, September, October, whatever. And then because of that, it kind of makes sense to just push God of War because I, I doubt they would want to put Horizon Forbidden West right next to a new God of War or, and vice versa because Horizon has a, has a big fan base. But God of War being pushed to next year, it, it I don't it, overall in terms of cycle in terms of like a, a video game cycle for a sequel, it is completely understandable. Like the first one came out in twenty eighteen, it was amazing. Everyone loved it. I loved it. And then you know it was three years later, and the idea was that three years later you're gonna make, give us a God of War two. Like, like are you sure? Like I get that the engine and everything is made, but three years turnaround. Like I I, I know that Insomnia game is is uh, they're able to do this with as we saw with Spider-Man Miles Morales, although that was not a full sequel. That was more just like, I, I wouldn't say an add-on, more like a proper like big expansion, like a juicy expansion. But with God of War 2, it was going to be, you know, it's a proper sequel. So it's going to be like a proper big game. So I was surprised that they even said it would come out in 2021. And you can tell now that maybe it, it, they, that was kind of the plan. I don't know. My speculation is that they kind of put that in their reel at one point just to kind of, get people to get the ps5 because this was announced before the ps5 officially came out right so at that point they just want to kind of entice gamers and get them to pick up a ps5 so this was the perfect way to do it now obviously like it, you know it, it could be very possible that they did plan to release it in 2021 but at the end of the day you know that's kind of how i'm viewing it i'm just looking at it as sony being a business and it was it was great in a way because it did get a lot of people to buy the ps5 and people love god of war and shifting that game now after you know showing us horizon showing us how cool it looks also letting us know that literally in a couple of weeks or in a week or so we're going to be getting ratchet and clank a rift apart so it's just kind of them showing us that hey hey we have so many ps5 games but this one we're going to push it a little bit forward so i kind of i am okay with it like this year itself, we've had Returnal, which again, I haven't played yet. Uh, the price is too much, in my opinion. Horizon is coming out sometimes in, sometime in the fall, probably September or October. And then we have Ratchet & Clank, Our Rift Apart. 
of course, like we had, you know, Spider-Man Miles Morales. We also had Demon Souls. We had Sackboy. So we already had some cool exclusives come. And like, you know, obviously when you compare it to other consoles, uh, other like, yeah, other consoles, other publishers on the Microsoft side, I've kind of brought up, you know, we've only gotten the medium so far. Hopefully we get Halo Infinite and a Forza and something else. That I, like they just need to be more than like a couple of things at this point for them. Uh, whereas Nintendo is just be, just, Nintendo is just doing their thing, right? Nintendo came out with Moth Hunter Rise. They have Mario Golf coming out this year, which looks great. And like, I mean, any, anyone, everyone despises anything Mario related. And at the same time, we have the Skyward Sword HD. People are predicting that obviously, you know, we're going to be talking about this later in terms of some other stuff coming out. So we might get Breath of the Wild 2, maybe a Metroid Prime. So I feel like, you know, overall, like when I think about it, Sony still has enough exclusives this year to kind of justify buying a PS5 or if you're even able to find a PS5 to get one. So I'm not too annoyed about it. I completely understand that they want to take their time. I would definitely want to know if Corey Barlog is on the game or is he is working on the game uh, because it was kind of made unclear. It's still unclear whether or not he's the lead or someone else took the lead and he's directing something else. Like, I just want to know because I don't know. It's, it's not to say that like the other developers or other leaders at Sony Santa Monica can't handle a game like God of War, but because Corey did such a great job, I would prefer if he was kind of handling that game and just kind of doing whatever he can, like the same thing that he did in the past for God of War 1, I guess. Uh, but, you know, like, like we'll see. Like, we, we haven't even gotten a proper trailer yet. We only got that mini teaser. So until then, I'm not going to say anything. But God of War 2 being delayed, not a big deal. We have lots of awesome games <laughs> coming out for the PS5 this year. So from that, we can move on to the new Switch Pro possibly being announced soon. There's just been all kinds of rumors when it comes to the Switch Pro that's going everywhere. There's like this rumor that it's going to go live on June 4th, apparently. Like obviously it's causing a lot of people anxiety because after what we experienced with PS5 and the Series X and S, like I think a lot of people are just kind of worried that we're not going to be able to find one. We probably won't be able to, but let's like let's hope for the best. At the same time, just like all these leakers are saying that Breath of the Wild 2 might be coming out in 2022 or end of this year. Uh, Metro Prime is already like ready, locked and loaded. Like we're just kind of getting all kinds of information left and right from various leakers and stuff like that when it comes to the Switch Pro. And Nintendo has kind of come out and said that they have a uh, press conference set for E3 or what would normally be E3 for I think June 13th or June something. I forgot when it was. But at the same time, people are also speculating that they might announce the Switch Pro ahead of time and then fully reveal it uh, during their E3 conference. It's just kind of all over the place right now. But everything is pointing towards, yes, this is a real thing from what we can tell. It should be coming out this year. It will most likely be hard to get. I'll just be completely honest. I don't I just with everything that's happening when it comes to the GPUs, even now, when it comes to the PS5 and Series X, even now, I just do not see the Switch Pro for whatever reason having a better launch or just having more consoles available in general. Like I, I know that they might not be using the exact. I mean, no, actually, you know what? No, yeah, they're using basically the same thing because. It, it, obviously, they're not using the AMD uh, GPU and everything like that, or like their, that infrastructure, whatever you want to call it, for that system, I guess, for the console. But NVIDIA themselves, they are using NVIDIA from, at least from what we've seen in the past. And I'm sure they're still using NVIDIA. Uh, but like NVIDIA themselves are also struggling when it comes to making sure the supply for the GPUs are, are you know, meeting the, the demand. So I, I do see this still being a problem, but who knows, you know, who knows? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to 
put anyone down who does who's like excited to pre-order this uh this console and then you know automatically just says you know what like let's just wait let's just wait until next year because it's not even worth it it's not even point it's, there's like no point in just being on like a refresh on like a page just refreshing again and again hoping for the best but i do want to i do want to talk about possible games that we might get this year because like just knowing that i think obviously up till now we already know that the last big game that has kind of been officially announced by them is skyward sword hd and of course in the during the fall we have nothing really planned i do see them releasing either wind waker and twilight princess hd together or like if, i'll be completely honest very possible they're gonna release them two like separately like 60 70 dollars whatever each um and of course having the bells and whistles for the switch pro where you can upscale it to 4k or it will like run even smoother it's gonna run at 120 frames, I don't, I don't think it'll run 120 frames, but it'll just look and run a lot better. Breath of the Wild 2, I just do not see it coming out in December, but I do see it coming out in March, kind of like Breath of the Wild 1. So they might announce it, and then after Switch Pro comes out around that time, say Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out in March 2022. So it gives people enough time to possibly pick it up. It should be a cross-platform game. I, I don't think, I don't think Nintendo will necessarily go down that route of kind of blocking people or or not because especially because the nintendo switch just got like reached a level of success or a level of popularity uh, because of the pandemic and of course because of animal crossing just last year so they they have so many new users and just telling them to switch and buy a new console so quickly within us within a span of a year that, that just won't do that just won't work but i do see them obviously uh releasing the games that basically run terribly on the on the base switch kind of like almost like cyberpunk level basically it runs on the switch like there you go but it's not going to be great but switch pro is where it's kind of meant to be played and i can see that happening with games like metroid which i i feel like has a very good chance of coming up at coming out at the end of this year and also the metroid prime trilogy which they might announce and release probably around that time or like a little bit before that time in fall i think that would be pretty cool if they release metroid prime trilogy and a few months later here you go metroid prime prime 4 or they, it's very possible they might even bundle it in and make it like some deluxe edition thing that you have to pay a lot of money for it's nintendo you never know but i do see a big marquee game coming out with the switch pro because we already know that big open world pokemon game is coming out next year we have the other pokemon games like the regular uh installments actually the remakes or whatever coming out this year uh, as well so we have the big pokemon game coming out next year like early next year we have those two small ones coming out this year so the big one the big pokemon game i, forget, I don't even know what it's called but that one you could kind of tell that it's, it's not going to run well on the base switch or like the regular switch so that game is basically meant for the switch pro so they already have one game lined up for that and then having like having breath of the wild 2 just set up a couple of months later saying in march here you go march breath of the wild 2 is coming out it just it just makes sense it just makes sense to just kind of give 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 them a bit of time between the pokemon games and have something like breath of the wild 2 ready but then with the switch pro kind of like with the ps5 with demon souls like they do they do need something they need to show something with the switch pro why you need a switch pro and i think like it has to be either metroid or a bayonetta game the bayonetta 3 i think that's the one that they had announced it has to be one or the other i think I, i'm leaning more towards metroid but it's also very possible that they might just say, hey, you know, Twilight Princess, we remastered it once again. It runs at 4K. Here's our big marquee title for the for the Switch Pro. It's very possible, but obviously we don't know. I'm pretty excited. We'll find out if this, this, this whole going live on June 4th thing is actually real. We'll find out very, very soon. 
But until then, at least be excited. Switch Pro should be coming out and just be aware, be ready to pre-order this as soon as it's announced. From that, we can move on to CD Projekt Red. Yes, we are back to talking about CD Projekt Red once again when it comes to Cyberpunk 2077. Now, this game has been going back and forth in terms of, or like it has improved from what I've been reading. Uh, there's a lot of updates that have been coming out and they have made some improvements, but it, there's still lots of bugs. There's still, there's lots and lots of issues that are still not resolved. And I think CDPR knows that they need to continue investing that time and money. It does seem like they realize that and, you know, it's still not available on the PSN store. So, I mean, that's also kind of surprising and um, in a way good on Sony to kind of, to kind of sticking to that and just saying, nope, fix it all the way and then we'll talk. Uh, and it does seem that CD Projekt Red just kind of announced recently that they did suffer a bit of losses, they, 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 which makes sense. You know, they the sales have kind of dipped for a game like Cyberpunk as well. It does make sense in general just because, you know, story-based game, once you kind of, you, a lot of people buy it initially and then it, there's nothing that's kind of calling people to it, you know, unless it's something like Skyrim. But basically it's not, it's, CD Projekt Red isn't hitting those highs that we saw them hit towards around December. And it does seem that they are realizing that one of the reasons is because they're investing so much money and time into fixing <laughs> fixing Cyberpunk 2077 and like the returns aren't there, right? Because the game still isn't fixed. So they're still fixing it for the people that already own it and for the people that don't own it, don't really want to go out and buy a game that whenever they read a review about or whenever they read about the new updates, basically says everywhere that, yeah, this game is still not fixed. And they are hoping that the next gen version should revive the should revive Cyberpunk 2077 and also their sales in general just to kind of give them that jolt that they need and i do i'm i'm not like i do believe that in a way i can totally see you know when there's a proper ps5 version if they do a good job if they actually make it look next gen and play next gen and you know have all those ray tracing stuff and all that all that jazz at the same time not have crashes all the time, not have crazy amounts of bugs. Look, bugs are expected, they do happen, but not have the level, of, not have it, have it at the amount that we've been seeing with the current current iteration or current, uh, I don't mean, current patch level for Cyberpunk 2077. Like it just can't, that just can't be how you release it on the next gen with the next gen version, whatever you want to call it, right? And I can see if at that point, if it is running smoothly, if there's bugs and stuff, that's fine, but it's not crashing. It looks great. It runs great. That's when I can see everyone that's buying a PS5, everyone that's buying a Series X, everyone that's buying a Series S going out and saying, yeah, you know what? I want to get Cyberpunk 2077. And I can see that, like them getting that revival that they sort of need and sort of want right now because, you know, obviously CD Projekt Red can only last so long on this, on this wave of Cyberpunk 2077. But I am, I'm hoping for the best when it comes to CD Projekt Red, they are a good, good set of uh, team, good team, and just good set of developers. They've worked hard on this game. Um, unfortunately, they just released the game way too early, too many bugs, and just overpromised or just you know just straight up lied in certain cases. And so I hope that you know this is kind of a good learning experience for them. And I'm glad that they haven't given up on the game and they're not just saying they're not just pulling an anthem and saying you know what uh, this this is not gonna work. Just leave it as it is. Let's just move on. So hopefully they continue to do this and within a couple of months or maybe even fall, we should see a next-gen version and hopefully it'll be back on the PSN store at that time. So the Far Cry 6 gameplay 
was just released just a little while back uh, alongside the, I think the release date, it was around October, I believe. And it looks like Far Cry. Yeah, like, I mean, I I wish I had, I, I wish I, I was surprised. I wish, you know, it, it was, the gameplay was just so groundbreaking, just so amazing that, you know, I was I, like, I would just be, I'm just so excited that I'll say, you know what, it's going to be like a Ratchet and Clank kind of a game for me that I just need to go on my PSN store and just pre-order it right now, get it ready. So when it when it comes to October time, I have it ready, installed, and ready to play. But at the end of the day, when I looked at it, first thing was, it's a Ubisoft game. So I'm like, all right, it's coming out in, Ubi- in, in October. It's not coming out in Ubisoft. It's coming out in October. And within a month, we have Black Friday, and then around December time as well, like Christmas and all that. Seeing what happened with Watch Dogs Legion and Immortal Phoenix Rising, I'm like it, it. It might be it might be an Assassin's Valhalla situation where it might hold that price for a while, but most likely the way Ubisoft games go, it'll probably drop in price like thirty dollars in like a couple of months. So I'm like, okay, so that's fine. I I don't mind buying this game for forty nine dollars. At the same time, I'm like I'm already playing a Ubisoft game. I finished Assassin's Valhalla. I finished Watch Dogs Legion. It's just. I just need a break from, sometimes I just need a break from Ubisoft games. Maybe by then I would I would want another Ubisoft kind of a game. But at the moment, every time I think about it, I'm just like, oh, it'll just be like a whole thing of, here's like 5,000, 5 million question marks. Here's uh, like an outpost you got to do. Here's like a story that's just not, just, just not that interesting, unfortunately. Like, I don't know. I, I, I just... I just wish they were trying to take some risks, just trying something new, trying something different. Like the gameplay looks fun, but it doesn't it it doesn't look anything different. I get that because it is supposed to be a Far Cry game at the end of the day. Like I get that completely. But at the same time, I also like I would be more than happy if they pull something like a God of War, you know, like just something different where they're trying to tell you a story that is just amazing heart-wrenching is able to just kind of evoke all these kinds of emotions just with the gameplay trailer you can kind of see that they're going for that typical ubisoft vibe like if you played immortal phoenix Rising, if you played uh asaski valhalla watch Dogs legion like not asaski valhalla as much i guess but watch Dogs legion and immortal phoenix rising is kind of going for that immortal phoenix rising okay let's just put that to the side actually more going for like more like watch Dogs legion where it's going for that serious slash comedy route of like, oh, we're being serious, like an action movie, but then at the same time, let's put in some one-liners, make it make it funny here and there. So like, I I, I get that, but I, like, I don't know. Maybe I maybe I just need a break from Ubisoft games after Immortal Phoenix Rising, and maybe after that, I'll come back and be more excited for a game like Far Cry Far Cry Six. But at the moment, it's just it's just more of the same. It's just more Far Cry, and for a lot of people, that is probably all you want right that's probably all that's needed it's like why are you complaining about like far cry is amazing in in my case like i don't know i i feel like the more i value time the more i've i'm valuing like my gameplay time the more i'm realizing that yo i I cannot i cannot waste time on on games that i either don't enjoy or is just the same thing over and over again like obviously some games are repetitive like that's kind of the whole point of it like demon souls or dark souls but if it's repetitive and it doesn't feel worthwhile or doesn't it doesn't feel valuable to you in terms of an experience, then it's, you know, it's not, then, then it's not worthwhile. So yeah, maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. But look, at the end of the day, it looks cool. It's more Far Cry 6. It hasn't taken me, like it hasn't taken me by surprise. It's not making me press that pre-order button or anything like that. 
But for anyone that's looking for more Far Cry, this is probably going to be an awesome game and an enjoyable time. So I look forward to this game in October. I will definitely try it out. So from that, we can move on to the games that I have been playing. So I did mention before and kind of earlier in this podcast as well, I have been playing Immortals Phoenix Rising. I've been playing more of it. I think I'm like six hours or so in. And yeah, like it's a fun game. It's interesting. I I just kind of recently got a surround sound setup and playing Immortal Phoenix Rising with that surround sound setup is pretty fun. It's pretty great. I will say that maybe it's just because it's the first game I'm playing with that setup. So I'm just kind of like liking it more because of that. But overall, like it is a fun game. It's interesting. It's very laid back. So even like the harder, not really bosses, but like just some of the harder enemies you have to fight, even those enemies are relatively easy or like just even at the at your lowest level or without any special abilities, you're still kind of able to take them without any issue. So I do kind of like that. So it, it definitely becomes like, I would call it like a podcast game, like where you would put on a podcast. But in my case, I just have my surround sound. So obviously I'm not going to put on a, a podcast, but it is definitely a game that I can take my time with. I enjoy and kind of go through just kind of like ticking the boxes or whatever, you know, just kind of doing one thing at a time, uh, completing certain quests, just kind of crossing out any objectives I have, you know, it's just kind of one of those games that you have a, a set of goals, not necessarily relating to like the main story or the main missions, but it's just to kind of go in, do a couple of things and, and get out, right? And kind of like what, one of the reasons I really loved Moss on the Rise, that's kind of what I really enjoyed about that was I would just go in, do a couple of things and come out and, and not think about it. So that way it is kind of hitting that itch and it is it is interesting. Uh, it looks great on the PS5. I should definitely say that. I've been playing on the PS5. I'm, I'm playing it on the uh, 60 frames per second mode. So performance mode. So I don't think that's 4K. I think that's like 1440p and it's like up res or something like that. But it looks great. It runs really, really well. Like no hitches, anything like that. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm excited to keep playing it right now, actually. Um, definitely not, did not think I would be saying that. But like not enough for the for the story or anything like that. The story and everything is cool. Like I love Greek mythology and everything, but like that's not what's pulling me in. It's just the idea of like going in, kind of like Monster Hunter Rise, going in, completing a few things, completing a few quests, uh, maybe getting a getting my, some upgrades on my gear or my armor or whatever, and then just kind of turning the PS5 off. So I'm, I am kind of enjoying it for that reason. So one of the other games that actually just came out, I think it was released and it also came out on PS Plus was Operation Tango. So my friend Meyer and I, we literally played this today uh, because we both got on PS Plus. And like, it is a multiplayer game. So I kind of messaged them and said that, hey, this is a multiplayer game. Let's give it a shot. You know, it's like a very small install with like two gigabytes. And both of us didn't know what to expect, but we we really love this game. I was surprised how much we enjoyed this game. So basically Operation Tango is a game where I don't know if you can play a single player, but it is kind of set up in a way that it is meant to be played with another person. And basically, both of you are kind of, both of you are spies, in a sense. One person is the hacker, and one person is like boots on the ground and kind of dealing with stuff. And it's really cool because when it's boots on the ground, it's not like like some really low graphical, low, like, like, you know, polygonal looking thing or whatever. It actually looks pretty cool. And for the person who's a hacker, you're, you're like in like this, matrix computer like thing and you're kind of like hacking and, and like accessing stuff and and helping your partner so it's really cool like the way they set it up where like you're basically you need to communicate that was like the great thing about this game was that we had to constantly communicate and it actually felt like we were like when we would get something done we would be so excited because the puzzles are not handholdy in any way some of them are tough but it's also very doable it's very intuitive in terms of what you need to do 
and like just kind of getting everything together the way we were coordinating as a hacker I, I we played as both like i i played the hacker once and i played the the boots on the ground uh person once and like i loved both of the sides like both of the sides have like their own thing that's really enjoyable that's really fun and like it was just so cool when you're a hacker you're like in like this computer space and you're kind of accessing things you can see the surveillance cameras you can access files to give your partner some access in certain areas you can move the elevator up and down and you need the ip address to do this and like it is just so cool the way it's set up that like you as a hacker will ask your partner the right questions and you as a boost on the ground person will ask your hacker friend the right question you will both be communicating at the right like the right things at the right time automatically just because of what's around your environment and what's happening on the screen and I really like that. So it was very, it was very cool. It, I, I, just, I was really surprised and I'm, I'm surprised that more people aren't talking about it. Um, we've only played two missions so far. So like, again, like this is a PS Plus game. I don't know if I can recommend people to go out and buy this game, but if you have a PS Plus and you, uh, one of your other friends also has a PS Plus, like I don't see why not. This is actually a pretty enjoyable game and a very, very unique multiplayer experience. Something that I haven't seen since... Um, you know, don't stop talking or like whatever the, the the explosion one. I forgot what it was called, but like that that explosion game where one person has a manual and one person is kind of dealing with like the the bomb suitcase thing. Like since then, like because that was an enjoyable game. Since that game, like this is the first time I've seen a game where we have two people playing together and it's so intuitive and you're kind of working together. You're actually collaborating and it actually feels like such a fun time. So I definitely recommend it if you have PS Plus. Definitely give it a shot. You never know. But, you know, obviously, if you want to play with me or anything like that, message me. Message me on Instagram and, you know, I can definitely jump on, uh, play a few rounds, play a few missions with you, and that could be pretty fun. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining. It really means a lot. Please follow me on Instagram at Games. You can, of course, follow my podcast. All my social media links, all that stuff will be in the description. Uh, so I, meant, I did mention during a stream that I won't be streaming as much as, as I used to anymore. So I'll probably try to stream maybe once a week, once every two weeks, stuff like that here and there, uh, just based on my schedule and what uh, some of the other things that I have going on in my life. But of course, I'm still always available on my Instagram, on Twitter, uh, you know, like on my on the comments and stuff like that on, on YouTube, anything like that. So I'm always reachable either way. So I'm, I'm excited to kind of talk to all of you about games, games that you've been playing, and hopefully some cool news <laughs> that will probably start to come out by next week. Maybe about Nintendo, who knows. But thanks so much, everyone. I will see everyone next time. Bye.